This is Bedside, a podcast series on a mission to debunk sex. I'm your host, Tatiana, and each week we'll uncover stories, ideas, routines, and expert information to help guide you on your ever-evolving journey of good sex. We believe that through democratizing sexual wellness, we can shift cultural taboos and make way for authentic and limitless access to pleasure, joy, and connection to the body. Hey guys, and welcome to another Quickies. How are you doing? I mean, really, how are you doing? Lately, I've been sitting with a lot of discomfort as I learn to navigate an uncharted routine and lifestyle. I am in a new environment, I have a new workflow, relationship dynamic, you name it. And I've honestly just been mulling over how to get here and talk to you about sex and pleasure when it's just as new of a territory for me now as it is for you. And the other day, I jokingly said to a friend, no one's winning with sex and dating right now, regardless of if you're partnered or solo. And it led me to question how we can show up for ourselves intimately in the uncertainty and the discomfort. So take a second and reflect on your intimacy lately. Have you put it on the back burner? Have you been extra switched on? Or are you having trouble accessing it? Wherever you're at, it's totally normal. And I want to share with you some thoughts and ideas on how to understand where you're at a little bit more and what intimacy and sensuality and pleasure look like for you without taking a passive backseat. And what I mean by that is it's really easy to take a backseat when it comes to our pleasure, especially when we're in survival mode and we don't question a lot of our feelings and our sensations and the way we're acting and behaving and we kind of just go on autopilot. I don't know how many people right now are really feeling super sexy and tuned in. And if you are, kudos. Tell us all how you're doing it. But I think a lot of us are in the same boat of feeling really out of tune and not really knowing how to tap into our pleasure when we're struggling with discomfort and pain and uncertainty. And so... Before I get into the meat of what I want to chat about with you, I want to put a few things into perspective. Let's take a moment to reframe this discomfort and grief, whatever you name it, and figure out what it really is. What is its purpose? I've been sitting with this sensation for a couple weeks now because I needed to take a little break from showing up for quickies just to figure out where I'm at. And I realized that I've been sitting in a lot of pain and discomfort. The culture that we're in, we're so raised and quick to mask pain, to put a pill to it, to drink more, scroll faster, and just numb the heck out. But while we're here numbing, we're also living halfway. And I've kind of been choosing to do something brave for me, which is to sit honestly with my pain and sit in my discomfort. I catch myself constantly trying to leave that pain and trying to find a cure-all, but this time I know it's different. 
And yes, I keep tuning back into my pleasure practices and maintaining a healthy routine for myself, but I've also let go of the pressure to just, quote, be okay right now. And I'm listening and I'm just observing and I'm sitting with it. And so what I came to realize, my aha moment, if you will, is that my discomfort is actually a signal. And it's a signal and longing for the hunger that I have and the desire that I have, right? That can be an array of things. I mean, on a global scale, we want our culture back. We want our life back, our routines back. Personally, I want my relationship back to where it was. I want my intimacy back. And so that is just the acknowledgement that our pain is actually and our discomfort is actually telling us something really important. It's telling us to listen up and lean in a little bit closer. But so often we confuse that and we want to run the other way and we want to put a band-aid on it and immerse ourselves in a bustling city or a social life. But what if someone actually told us that this is the settling that we needed and the relearning of our hunger and our desire that we needed so we can recontextualize them and have a different type of access And so when we can take a look at our hunger, we can get to examining. And behind every hunger pain is a signal, a loud and clear message. And at this point in our lives, there are so many hunger pains that I get it. It's so hard to decipher what is what. It took me a couple weeks to really get to the core of that for myself. And everything has just been so flipped inside out and it can feel paralyzing. So when my inner knowing said to just sit with it, I trusted that. And I want you to do the same. But when I started sitting with it, it started speaking. And this is what I really want to get at today, which is when those signals tell you really important things about how to move forward. So when it started speaking, it said to me, oh, you don't want more sex. You just want more romance. How can you bring more romance into your everyday? It said to me, oh, your desire for privacy is actually just a desire for more space to be with yourself. How can you create more space for yourself every day? And so acknowledging this discomfort and reframing it and letting it actually coexist with pleasure is so vital. So I define the purpose of pleasure as a radical declaration of self-worth and choosing joy and play and sensuality and yourself over and over and over, which then you can share contagiously, right? But when we're not feeling tapped into that, when we're not feeling tapped into our self-worth and choosing joy and sensuality because other things are just taking a front seat, it can be really challenging And so your pleasure practice will actually only go as far as you're willing to sit in that vulnerability and that truth and those stories and your fantasies and your discomfort. So I want you to see your discomfort as the messenger of pleasure. You know, when you ask for a miracle or a signal and you get a bunch and you're like, no, 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 that's not how it's supposed to be, but that's really what it was or You meet someone and you're like, no, 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 that's not the one, but it really is. That's what I mean. It's disguised. And you're 
discomfort right now, it's a disguise. It's telling you something really important. And there are answers that you're looking for in there. And we have levels of desire. And that first level is that sort of perceived level. I want a partner. I want more sex. I want that car, that vacation, that body. And then that secondary level, that's the real desire. And that's what we have to uncover here, which is, oh, I don't want more sex. I crave more romance. Oh, I don't want that vacation. I really just want connection with my loved ones. And that's when the opportunity comes right there, right here to rebuild and to recontextualize. And recognizing I don't need to starve here in my hunger. I'm not alone here. And how can I use this as ammunition to start something new? So I'm going to share some tips on how we can coexist with pleasure and discomfort right now. Because back to what I said earlier, I still stand by that no one's really having the sex or the dating and relationships that they want right now, whether they're partnered or whether they're solo. And so how can we start to tap into that a bit more? My first piece of advice is to have check-ins. Pandemic aside, check-ins are so vital with yourself or with partners, with friends, with family members, and having those check-ins without judgment. Asking, how am I doing? How are we doing? What are we or I having trouble with right now? And how am I showing up for myself? So asking these deeper questions is so important to determine how you feel good, how you gain insight when you're not feeling great, and keeping up with working toward your authentic and thriving self. And look, I know check-ins can be hard. So having a facilitator can be useful too, like a therapist or a coach. And figuring out how often you want to have these check-ins is really important for your trajectory as well, right? So having a daily practice of asking yourself, how are you doing? Maybe weekly checking in with your family members or the ones you love. How are we doing? How are we coexisting? And that way, it doesn't harvest and bury itself deep. It brings itself to the surface and allows us to work through what's going on. And it allows us to be an active participant and not a passive participant. My second piece of advice is to find time and space for solo pleasure. So if masturbation and self-pleasure is part of your routine, whether you're with a partner or not, it's really important to acknowledge it. And especially if you're with a partner, it's so important to acknowledge masturbation. And I know it can be uncomfortable, but it's only human. And it's such an important part of sexual wellness routines. Yes, involving partners in your sex and your intimacy is incredible and it's an important facet of sex and sexuality but our own relationship to ourselves is also vital and important too and I know time and space look really really different right now so ask yourself where you can find pockets if you're still feeling a desire for self-pleasure I find the shower to be a really amazing safe and private zone to do so but Chat with anyone you're coexisting with and see if there is a way that you can even set aside time to go into a private space and acknowledge that, hey, this is just going to be a part of our pleasure routines, especially if you're having a hard time finding the space to engage with a partner right now. Lead with yourself first 
bring others in to follow. This is also a time to get really creative. So I want to instill the idea that we can partake in pleasure outside of the bedroom and reframe the idea of and the frustrations of former routines that we actually might be able to re-explore and re-tap into ourselves. So what could it look like if cuddling or hugs or long walks or making dinner or steamy showers is seen as pleasure? And make a list of all the things that bring you joy. And hey, if it even means scheduling them or setting alarms to get them done, go ahead and do it. I actively set alarms for meditation, for reminders to get me outside and get some fresh air, and you can do the same thing with sex and pleasure. I find it really important right now to just be speaking our truths. I've been sitting with a lot of pain and discomfort. I've been having trouble accessing my pleasure, and I know that I'm not alone here. And I keep reminding myself that this is something everyone culturally, globally is going through in some way or another. So have check-ins, find time for solo pleasure, acknowledge your pain as your messenger for pleasure. It's telling you what's up. It's giving you important signals and partake in pleasure outside of the bedroom. Follow your signs and tune into your inner knowing. I'll catch you next week. Thank you for listening to the Bedside Podcast. If you liked this episode and want to follow along with similar stories and interviews, be sure to check out our Instagram at The Bedside and thebedside.co online. Make sure to subscribe, leave a review, and of course, share with your friends. It's the best way you can support us and our good sex mission. Thank you for listening.